When you bring your child home for the first time, you want a baby monitor you can trust. When you choose Stork, you choose technology trusted to monitor 10 million babies in hospitals every year. Stork continuously tracks your baby's pulse rate, oxygen saturation, and temperature. Visit MassimoStork.com to learn more. Stork, a revolutionary baby monitor, is born. Stork is not a medical device. Read and understand all product labeling. Massimo data on file. Bath time, two words that can send any parent into a bit of panic, between the child who refuses to bathe to the one that splashes the entire content of the tub on the floor in fits of squealing laughter. For some, bathing is nothing more than a social and physical requirement of cleanliness. For others, it can be a time of quiet relaxation or fun experimentation with new and exciting adventures in the water. I'm Jeanne-Marie Pinel, and today on Parent Savers, we're talking about making bath time fun and safe. Faster than a speeding toddler. Sit still for just a minute. Can soothe boo-boos with a gentle kiss. Did you get down from there? Able to clean poopy bottoms in a single swipe. Oh, what did you eat? Turning frazzled mommies and daddies into procreators of peace and harmony. Ah, quit touching me! It's Parent Savers, empowering new parents everywhere. Welcome to Parent Savers, broadcasting from the Birth Education Center of San Diego. Parent Savers is your weekly online, on-the-go support group for parents from conception to kindergarten. I'm your host, Erin Esteves, a.k.a. OG Mamacita. Thanks to all of our loyal listeners who join us week in and week out. And thanks to those who are listening for the first time. As you may or may not know, you can join our Parent Savers Club and receive access to special bonus content after each new show, plus special giveaways and discounts from time to time. And if you haven't already, please make sure to download the free Parent Savers app available in the Android and iTunes Marketplace and for Windows Phone so you can automatically have access to all of the great parenting advice and conversation we have on Parent Savers every week. Let's start this week's conversation by meeting everyone who is joining us. We'll start with you. My name is E.B. Sorensen, and I'm 26 years old. I'm a stay-at-home mom, and my husband and I have a nutrition business. I have one child, a boy who is six months old, and I formerly worked with children with autism. Yay, Welcome. All right, hi. Um, <laughs> got distracted for a moment. Um, I'm Colina. I am producer here at Parent Savers. I have one son, Adam, who is 14 months old. And uh, this will be a really good discussion for us. He loves bath time, but we're still trying to get into the, the whole, we're bathing now. We're not just playing. <laughs> um, and uh, if you can't uh, join us here in studio, you can always join us online. We have a Facebook page. You can like and follow us. Post your questions there. Uh, you can also follow us on Twitter. We will be posting throughout our shows using the hashtag ParentSaversVP. Uh, and then you can also check us out on Google+. So lots of ways to connect, lots of ways to be involved if you're not local and have a question. Excellent. Well, thank you and welcome everyone 
as I said, I'm Erin Estevez, a.k.a. OG Mamacita, and the OG stands for officially geriatric. Yes, I am a mother of advanced maternal age. (laughs) Thank you. Thank you. Thank you very much for calling me old. So I decided to take it and run with it. So I have one boy. He is two and a half, getting close to three, and he um, is awesome. I love being a mom. When you bring your child home for the first time, you want a baby monitor you can trust. When you choose Stork, you choose technology trusted to monitor 10 million babies in hospitals every year. Stork continuously tracks your baby's pulse rate, oxygen saturation, and temperature. Visit MassimoStork.com to learn more. Stork. A revolutionary baby monitor is born. Stork is not a medical device. Read and understand all product labeling. Massimo data on file. Hello, Parent Savers. This is Elisa DiLorenzo, co-founder of One Extraordinary Marriage, where we educate, entertain, encourage, and inspire you to have mind-blowing intimacy in your marriage. Today, we're going to talk about rediscovering your sex life for a happy marriage. If your marriage is anything like ours, then you've had times when your sex life has fallen into the pattern of same time, same place, same position, every time. Can you say boring? We know, because we've had boring sex. The key to rediscovering your sex life is to get out of your comfort zone. By stepping out of your comfort zone, what you tell yourself you can and can't do, you'll begin to try something new a little bit at a time. There are numerous games you can play to spice up your sex life. Some of the ones that we have enjoyed are Naked Wee Bowling, Naked Wee Baseball, Sex Stack, and Romantic Scratchers. We've also enjoyed Foreplay Dice, Strip Poker, and others. Each one can help you get more comfortable being around one another naked. One area that lacks creativity for many couples is where they have sex. For the majority of couples, it's in the bedroom, on the bed. Make it a goal of yours to try new places to spice up your sex life. You can make love in your living room, bathroom, even your backyard. Experimenting with a new position or two can help you break out of the routines and bring excitement back into your marriage. Sex toys are another area where the two of you can explore new things. Use a silk towel, a vibrator, or whatever works for the both of you. Choose one of these ideas or all of them over the upcoming weeks and months to rediscover your sex life for a happy marriage. Make sure to check out our best-selling book, Seven Days of Sex Challenge, at oneextraordinarymarriage.com slash seven days. Enter promo code PARENTSAVERS at checkout and save 20% off your entire order. Thanks for listening to The Sex Talk, and be sure to listen to Parent Savers for more great parenting tips in the future. Waiting on a tax return? Hopefully it ends up in your hands. Fraudulent tax returns due to identity theft increased by 30% in 2023. If you're in a bind this tax season, LifeLock can help. Our U.S.-based restoration specialists are experts dedicated to helping solve your identity theft issues. And all LifeLock plans are backed by the Million Dollar Protection Package. So we'll reimburse you up to the limits of your plan if you lose money due to identity theft. Help protect your information this tax season with LifeLock. Save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com slash aware. Today we're talking about making bath time fun and safe while learning. And our expert is Jean-Marie Benel, a parent 
of two children of her own, Jeanne-Marie launched Voila Montessori in response to the overwhelming demand from parents seeking advice and guidance in raising gentle children in a peaceful and supportive environment that's conducive to full development. So thank you so much for coming in. And as I said, today our topic is bath time. We broke bath time into a couple of different easy pieces to break down. And the first one is um, supervision and safety. So we're going to talk about supervision, get this right off the top. First and foremost, never leave a child unattended in the bath. It doesn't matter how much water is in the bathtub. It doesn't take much to drown a child. No matter how quickly you think you can run back into the living room for your phone, don't do it. Okay. Next. <laughs> you don't need it. <laughs> yes. The next thing we want to do is we want to protect our environment. We want to make sure that when our kids are in the bath and they are being supervised from by us or by a caregiver, that they don't slip. You want to make sure that you have the nice sticky mats and so forth in your tub, that they're not going to fall over the edge, that there's nothing they can pull down. I know I always throw the shower curtain over the rod so he can't grab onto it. And we have one of those really long um, hoses also for the shower head. So I always flip that up also so there's nothing he can grab onto. And also you want to make sure that you rid the space of any potentially toxic bath or cleaning products, whether they be beauty products or cleaning products. That seems to make total sense. Nothing that could be harmful that they can reach. Mm -hmm. Uh, You know, when they're older and we want them to participate, I recommend like using uh, very small bottles, like sample bottles. Oh, good idea, yeah. So that, you know, they They don't don't pour the the thing. (laughs) So they they have, you know, they have ownership of the process, but they're just using a minimal amount. Oh, that's brilliant. I like that. The next one is toy safety, and that's um, when you have and keep toys in your shower or bathroom area, please make certain that they're not extraordinarily porous um, and that they don't hold water because this will grow bacteria. And like we said, kids, the other day my kid drank the water out of the duck. (laughs) No, not good, not good. So we have Toy Tuesday at my house, and that's on Tuesday. We take all of the toys out of the dishwasher, and my son helps, I mean, out of the tub, and my son helps me. We carry it, and we put it into the dishwasher, and we give it a good wash. You can also dump them all into a solution of vinegar and water. Um, I prefer vinegar over Clorox bleach or any kind of bleach, um, and that way you just make certain that there's no funky mold or bacteria that could wreak havoc on the rest of your day. So talking more about the safety of bath time, the bathroom is a room full of danger and all these really great products and fun things that kids are drawn to. How do you guys, how do you ladies take take that extra step to make sure that everything is okay and safe when you're with your children in the bathroom? Um, for me, I have a six month old, so he's not exactly getting into the toilet and trying to drink out of it yet. (laughs) But when we're in the bath, I take a bath with him Mm -hmm. and he is reaching and trying to grab that faucet. And so I know that when he's at an age where that's accessible to Mm -hmm. him without my help, I'm going to try to get something so that he can't bonk his head or injure himself. And then eventually I'll take it off when he kind of gets the concept. Yeah, we did that also. And I I really hunted around for good ones because – Frankly, they're hard to find and they hold water. 
and you get that funkiness slime and then they're you know they they go and they put it in their mouth and you're so for me it was easier to say this is a no-no this is a no-no don't touch and with turning on and off the water it took him a while to figure out and have the the dexterity and the strength to do it and now that he can do it it's one of those things where he's now able to fill the tub or drain the tub and I can tell him okay close you know turn the water off or turn the water on if you go further left it's gonna get more hot and you know so he now is really enjoying that um that structure but things do tend to fly out of the tub in that time and that's one of the things that we have to watch out for And going back to the water thing, um, there's a way to turn down your temperature range for your water heater so that if you don't ever want your child to burn themselves, you can turn it below the point that they can. Right. That's a really good idea. Yeah. And unfortunately, we live in a in a building, so we have no control over that or ourselves at times. But mostly <laughs> we just watch them like a hawk. Just for the supervision, I like to make it comfortable for the parents. So whether it's, you know, making yourself a comfy seat on the toilet or having a little stool so you can sit next to the bathtub. So because it is a time where you do need to be right there. Right. And uh, so make it enjoyable for yourself. And, and um, I remember, I mean, it's been a while that I've supervised my children taking a bath. Uh, I have one that I need to remind to take a shower every once in a while. <laughs> but uh, I remember, you know, sitting and reading a book. Right. Just making it, uh, you know, in time that it's, we're together and it's enjoyable. Yeah, I use that time to, our bathroom is also our closet. We live in a loft, so it's kind of an unconventional space. So that's where all of our drawers and dressers are. So I use that time to like fold laundry and, you know, he's right there. And yeah, it's, if if you're not lucky enough to have your clothing in your bathroom, (laughs) you could always clean out your drawers. And it's a nice time to have conversations, to just sit down and, you know, how was your day? Just enjoy it and and talk about, you know, give language about water, about the toys, about absorbency, about, you know, pouring, all of that. Oh, yeah. Well, that brings us into the next section, which is the fun and learning aspect of bath time. You've worked hard for what you have, your money, your assets, your 401k and home. Isn't it all worth protecting? Nearly one in four consumers have been a victim of identity theft. LifeLock Ultimate Plus helps protect your finances with up to $3 million in reimbursement. LifeLock alerts you to identity threats you might miss. And if your identity is stolen, your dedicated U.S.-based restoration specialist will work to fix it. Let LifeLock help protect what you've worked so hard for. Save 25% off your first year on LifeLock Ultimate Plus at LifeLock.com slash aware. Terms apply. Today at Parent Savers, we're talking about fun while learning in bath time. So fun, I'm going to talk about traditional and non-traditional toys in the tub. We all think about Sesame Street and Ernie with the little rubber ducky. And I'm sure if you had a baby shower, you got a rubber ducky. More than one. (laughs) At some point. Um, So those are some of the traditional kind of toys. You know, you have the the ducks or the, the fish. But in my research for this, I found some really cool activities or non-traditional toys that you can use in the tub. The first one was pool noodles. 
hello, I never <laughs> thought of taking the pool noodle into the tub. But yeah, you get pool noodles and you can um, cut them up into smaller pieces. And another thing that I had, and this goes um, to learning, was craft foam. Have you guys ever heard of craft? Your, your eyes like went big. <laughs> so the idea is to get craft foam in different colors and you cut different shapes. So you make blocks, so to speak, and the kids can stick them to the bathroom wall so they can like okay. build or draw on the wall. That's kind of like the ones you can get. I know that there's some out there because I remember having these as kids ourselves. It was like the letters mm-hmm. and it was kind of the same idea with the foamy letters and you could stick them to the wall, the shower, and they'd float around and inevitably end up with teeth marks all in sure, them. Sure, but sure. <laughs> <laughs> So kind of the same idea, but you have more play because you can create whatever you want. See, and that's that's exactly it because I have so many memories as a kid of playing in the tub. You know, you're thrown in there with your cousin or your sibling or something in it. It was always a lot of fun. So I want to make sure that my son has that same approach. And, and I do understand that at some point it's just going to be about cleanliness and hygiene. But right now it's just about, first of all, killing time because... <laughs> yeah. <laughs> We, we need to keep him occupied for that half an hour of, of winding down time before bed. So he sees it as a ritual and, and that sort of thing. But also, it's a good time to experiment because I don't necessarily want him playing with water out in the living room. I like to um, introduce sponges, mm-hmm. so different types of sponges. Uh, there's natural sponges and then uh, just cut up, you know, kitchen sponges in, in small pieces. Just that whole... Uh, idea of absorbency. Mm -hmm. So even having a container that they can, you know, squeeze some water into, and that's, that's a learning experience right there about absorbency. Also, maybe having um, different little objects, some that sink, some that float. So there again, we're learning, uh, you know, about physics. Mm -hmm. I mean, it's just, it's, it's interesting to, you know, have that conversation and, and test things out. And then yes, pouring. I mean, pouring is, you know, an eye-hand coordination, uh, wonderful activity that you can incorporate in the bath. Um, I like to do it, you know, mostly in the kitchen, but uh, <laughs> the bathtub is also a great place to learn it because then you're not worrying about the spills and, and so on. So, yes. Yeah, I, I threw in, um, I went through the kitchen and I got a bunch of, of different items and I took them into the tub. So I got a sieve, a colander, I got the measuring cups, a funnel. Oh, fun. You know, all that sort of thing. Different sized containers so he could see, you know, things with lids and things without, you know, so that he could play with the water and see. The sieve, like, blew his mind. He he (laughs) could not understand. You know, he would scoop it up, but the water was gone. Where did it go? Kind of thing. So I think that was, um, that's a really neat way for them to play in the tub yeah and you don't need to go out and buy all these new bath items to explore that stuff you have most of it in your kitchen turkey baster hello how fun i know i remember as a kid (laughs) using like a yogurt container and i'd put it underwater like pull it up and the water stays in the yogurt (gasps) container it's like the most mind-blowing thing for a three-year-old or pushing it down how it resists with the air and yeah even the little nose suction things that you used as an infant they're great for experimenting sucking something up and pushing the water out oh i call those moco yeah. monsters oh yeah <laughs> oh i think that's a great idea i'm gonna so have we thing. have like three or four of those and oh. it, you know just throw play, them in there you know play doctor whatever yeah 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 oh very cool great. um the next one i have is um bath art 
Now, I don't know how you girls feel about this because some of the items that you can get out there can be, I, I lean a little too heavily in my opinion on like the chemicals and the toxics and stuff because you can get like ready-made bath crayons or bath paint. You can, There are tons of recipes and I have the links on how to make bath paints and you can make them that glow in the dark. Oh my gosh. <laughs> People put like food coloring in the tub I mean would you put food coloring in the tub I'd be scared about it staining that would be my only thing I mean if it was like a super I mean nothing probably oil based Mm -hmm. super water soluble maybe I don't know and and to me honestly um I would be careful as to not confuse the child as what bath time is all about bath Mm. time is about you know, getting clean and and it's kind of, you know, part of your routine of the day. So if we start like having all these, you know, activities and experimenting and all this, it's 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 a little confusing. I I don't know. Personally, I think I would keep that to an experiment that we can do outside or or whatever than actually in the bathtub. Just I think that's a good point. Yeah. Yeah. And also, I'm afraid that he'd come out looking like Veruca Salt from, you know, (laughs) Willy Willy Wonka. (laughs) A great merge of the two, though, is shaving cream. That's something that's a self-care item Mm -hmm, and kids mm -hmm. are obsessed with the texture and it's really easy and cheap if you get one that's more natural if you're concerned Mm -hmm. about those. And plus they see, you know, what a partner might be doing and they want to practice shaving. True, true, true. And so they can, you know, do it on their arms and it's a lot better. Yeah. Yeah. And you can even diet with like, um, if you look online, yeah, there's things that you can diet so it's more pink texture will like... Yeah, and if they taste it, they won't be thrilled. Oh, no, it tastes terrible. (laughs) (laughs) That's a great idea. Um, The other really cool little tidbit that I learned um, was ice cube surprises, where you make ice cubes and you put little tiny toys in while you freeze it. And so then on hotter days, you can just throw those in the water and as they melt, they can learn about that. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And the last one was Go Fish. Just I thought it was a neat game where you get a, a net for fish tanks. Oh, scoop things. And scoop things. Yeah, we also had uh, Stacy Spensley online. Um, she mentioned some of the, the yogurt tubs. It's funny. She actually specifically mentioned yogurt tubs <laughs> and measuring cups to scoop and pour. But she also said uh, they have a handheld shower head um, that they kind of let him play with very carefully because his aim isn't yes. so good. Um <laughs> Or at least making sure that he's not going to spray mom. Um, But that's another thing, and I think that kind of ties into the self-care, too, because, you know, you can learn about where the water is supposed to go and rinsing yourself off, but then it's still kind of a fun aspect. Yes. No, I would agree with that. I mean, if we if we show them from the beginning how to use it properly, you know, it's 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 needs repetition for them to master it. So mm-hmm. yes, uh, mom get might get sprayed a few times, but <laughs> that's okay. It's all part of it, right? Yeah, exactly. I still have difficulty mastering occasionally, <laughs> you know. <laughs> So we've talked about the safety aspect of bathing our children and the fun aspect of bathing our children. But now let's talk about empowering our children to essentially learn how to bathe themselves. And Jean-Marie, you have some great advice for this. 
Well, I mean, for, first of all, it's just, um, you know, as people know, I I'm tend to really look at the home from the child's perspective. And so the bathroom is a very important room in mm-hmm. our home, and children need to have their own space there. So I really recommend, you know, putting a low shelf down at their level so that they have their little brush and their little toothbrush and a mirror down low so they can see themselves when they're just standing there. Um, you know, always having, of course, access to the sink and so forth. So, you know, even some hooks down low where they can have their little bathrobe so that that's part of that routine of the bath. Right, right. And that, you know, from the beginning, um, empowering them, especially walking children. I mean, this, you know, beforehand, we're, we're uh, mostly dealing with them. But as soon as the children are walking, there's a lot of things that they can do for themselves. So it's, again, it's about the environment that we create for them. So if we've created an environment where they can be successful as taking taking care of themselves, um, you know, for example, I mentioned earlier, getting those little travel uh, sample bottles. Right. Those are great. I mean, it takes a little prep work beforehand, but you know that there's not going to be an excess amount of soap in the bathtub. So you're just putting what, you know, you're controlling the environment in a way, but they're totally independent. They know what they need to do. So you've, you know, you've shown them along the way since they were infants of, Mm -hmm. you know, a little bit of soap, a little bit of water and so forth. And now they can start doing it on their own, which I really, it really helps them um, take ownership of it and not be, you know, fighting it because it's, it's their job. They get to do it. I am super excited. Uh, You're sitting here and I'm imagining my bathroom, (laughs) the changes I'm going to make in my bathroom, because you're right. He doesn't have any space in there. If we do this, my thing is I need to teach my child to be self-sufficient. That's my one role as a parent because I'm not going to be there forever. And this is, we have to remember that these are basic needs that our children have. They want to be independent. So we need to empower them. And and I really think that it starts with the environment that we create for them. If we bring things down low at their level, they, they don't need to ask us and we don't need to pick them up to do things and so forth. It really empowers them. It gives them that confidence like, hey, I can take care of myself. So... And it takes a lot of stress off of parents. So <laughs> I'm so excited already with just that. <laughs> so I know we had a question, another question from Facebook. We did. Um, so this one, well, let's do, um, well, we're talking about self-care and self-sufficiency. Um, one question that we had uh, from Elaine uh, was, how do I reduce the fear of hair washing? Mm. That is, unfortunately, it usually comes either from a little mishap where shampoo did get in the eyes at one point. So, of course, we want to use, you know, shampoos that don't, um, you know, don't don't irritate. I would even, you know, say really minimal uh, anything just because it's not really that dirty if we just rinse it off with water oftentimes it's fine and then the other thing is sometimes we have childhood memories of things not going well and we didn't like it and all this so it's really uh, keeping ourselves in check as to what our attitudes and not to bring our fears to the table because really there's no reason if from infancy we've you know gently washed the hair and all this there really should be no fear, no fear. established so you know 
being careful um, not to use products that will irritate and um, using minimal products for one. And again, you know, as soon as they can to give them like a little pitcher where they can pour the water on their own head, where, you know, we really show them how to lather up themselves and so on. And, you know, sometimes even taking a bath with them where they can wash your hair and you can take turns. So it's really something that is a happy moment and it doesn't have to be fear-based. And a good transition for kids when they're having that fear is oftentimes when you get water poured in your head, your reflex is to look down and it goes in your eyes. Mm. If you can put a picture or something where the ceiling meets the wall and tell them, okay, it's time to rinse your hair, go, you know, look up at Elmo. Or if you have some item up there, they look up. Eventually you're going to fade that so they don't need that and they know where to look. That way the water doesn't get in their eyes. That's a great idea. I love that idea. Yeah, it's perfect so that they see, okay, like this is safe and I know what to expect. Yeah, and not surprising them. That's great because that's the issue with my boy is that he, no matter how many times we try it, I've given him the pitcher of water. I've let him, and he just, he just doesn't want to do it. So we just pretty much only really wash his hair when he has food in it. <laughs> um, we have another uh, question um, from Stacy Spensley. Uh, she just wanted to know if we had any tips of preventing the toddler from flipping water out of the tub or climbing out. Um, she said it makes her nervous to grab him because he's slippery and I don't want to make it worse. Hmm. So flinging the water out of the tub, I'm sorry to say that is called exploration. And <laughs> we'll do it no matter what you try. I see it as an opportunity to mop the floor. Exactly. Yeah. Well, Time that's clean. exactly what I was going to say is, you know, have some old towels lying around, cut up, and show the child when bathtub is done how to clean up the bathroom. That's just part of the routine and, you know, uh, probably that will get a little boring and uh, maybe the flinging of the water will stop or you know there might be an experiment where a lot of water goes out and you know so on but sure we're going to want to say you know it's better to keep the water in the bathtub but know that you know a child is is exploring is going to experiment with all that Um, and then the other thing about the safety of them climbing out that's really, you know, where you have to give those limits in a very firm and kind way. And just, you know, mommy can't let you get out of the bathtub while you're wet and soapy. It's dangerous. I can't let you do that. So it's really, that's where that whole supervision piece comes in, that you're there. And just you remind them that, you know, I love you. I can't let you do this. It's dangerous. I just tell Cash, I'm like, oh, okay, pajama time. Let go. Let's go. Let's go. Pajamas. And he's like, well, oh, no, 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 no. <laughs> and he'll make his I, way yeah, back we in. Yeah, we ask, are you all done? And, it, you know, if he is, then he'll usually, he kind of signs a little bit. So he'll sign all done. And if not, whoop, right back into the shower he goes. So the, the all done, he knows the finality about of that so if we ask if he's all done and he's not he knows don't get out right 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 right. and for those slippery um i think the side of the tub is the most concerning part for parents you can put a towel there if you're really concerned about that or cut up a yoga mat so that it's and you can also use that for your elbows if you're bathing a child um but smart i mean it's all about trying to create something that's going to give you a little bit of time so that you can help redirect them in an appropriate way without you know, having an injury. So Jean-Marie, you have a really good point to make, a good tip for us regarding 
bubble bath. Yeah, I, we're, we're, you know, bubble bath supposedly makes it fun and all this for children. It just be aware that, um, especially for girls to sit in bubble bath too long can be a really bad irritant mm. and can cause uh, yeast infections and so forth uh, when they're young. So I would really limit the use of especially chemically based um, bubble baths. I had no idea. Yeah. And Evie, you were saying? Oh, when I was young, yeah, I suffered from that a lot, even at the age of six, I remember. And I know UTIs are another concern mm-hmm. yes, for parents, definitely. even boys, too. That can be a problem. Mm-hmm. Well, see, we stay away from bubble bath because he'll drink it. Good, <laughs> <laughs> you already were on the right track. <laughs> well, and I've, I've seen some products out there um, that actually are uh, directed more towards little girls, if that is something you still want to participate in. Um, there, I've seen some that I actually purchased, not because of this, but it just happened to be an extra bonus, and it's pH balanced. So that way, it's something that if you do have a little girl and she's, you know, she's going to be in the bath, there, there's products out there, but you have to really be careful and look. You have to pay attention to it. Mm-hmm. That's great advice. Thanks so much to Jean-Marie Penal of Voila Montessori. This conversation continues for members of our Parent Saver Club. After the show, Jean-Marie will tell us more about ways we can empower our children during bath time and in particular regarding potty training. Um, for more information about the Parent Savers Club, visit our website at newmommymedia.com. Waiting on a tax return? Hopefully it ends up in your hands. Fraudulent tax returns due to identity theft increased by 30% in 2023. If you're in a bind this tax season, LifeLock can help. Our U.S.-based restoration specialists are experts dedicated to helping solve your identity theft issues. And all LifeLock plans are backed by the Million Dollar Protection Package. So we'll reimburse you up to the limits of your plan if you lose money due to identity theft. Help protect your information this tax season with LifeLock. Save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com aware. Hey, Parent Savers, this is Detective Damian Jackson with the Escondido Police Department's Family Protection Unit and the Internet Crimes Against Children Task Force here in San Diego, California. As part of the Escondido Police Department's ongoing series of community outreach education to help families enhance their personal safety, I'm here today to talk to you about family tree stickers on the back of your car. You know the ones I'm talking about. Why on earth do you have them on there? Every time I'm driving behind someone that has those stickers, I want to get out of my car at the next red light, pull out a razor blade, and scrape those things off the window. Of course you're proud of your family. Who wouldn't be? They're the most awesome people in the world, and they're your pride and joy. So what's the harm in having these stickers? Let me paint a scenario for you to ponder. Let's say a local child predator has spent some time driving behind you, studying the names below those stickers on your back window. I mean you have them all conveniently listed, right down to the family dog. Then they happen to chance across one of your children and has this little exchange with them. Billy! Billy! Oh, I'm so glad I found you. Your dog Rex got hit by a car and your mom Jennifer had to go get your sister Alice and take her to the veterinarian. Hop into my car real quick and we'll call your dad Bob on the way over there. Well, as you can see, what might seem like an innocent set of stickers on the back of your car can open you and your family up to being victimized by predators. If a stranger walked up to you somewhere and asked you what your children's names were, would you tell them? Of course you wouldn't. So why would you openly advertise it to hundreds of strangers every single day on the open road? Scrape those things off and protect your family's privacy. For more information on how you can help keep your family safe, visit us on Facebook or Twitter at forward slash Escondido Police. With the Escondido Police Department and the San Diego Internet Crimes Against Children Task Force, 
I'm Detective Damian Jackson, reminding you and your family to be smart and be safe. That wraps up our show for today. We appreciate you listening to Parent Savers. Don't forget to check out our sister show, Preggy Pals for Expecting Parents, the boob group for moms who breastfeed their babies, and Twin Talks for parents of multiples. This is Parent Savers, empowering new parents. This has been a new mommy media production. The information and material contained in this episode are presented for educational purposes only. Statements and opinions expressed in this episode are not necessarily those of New Mommy Media and should not be considered facts. While such information and materials are believed to be accurate, it is not intended to replace or substitute for professional medical advice or care and should not be used for diagnosing or treating health care problem or disease or prescribing any medication. If you have questions or concerns regarding your physical or mental health or the health of your baby, Please seek assistance from a qualified healthcare provider. New Mommy Media is expanding our lineup of shows for new and expecting parents. If you have an idea for a new series, or if you're a business or organization interested in joining our network of shows through a co-branded podcast, visit newmommymedia.com. Waiting on a tax return? Hopefully it ends up in your hands. Fraudulent tax returns due to identity theft increased by 30% in 2023. If you're in a bind this tax season, LifeLock can help. Our U.S.-based restoration specialists are experts dedicated to helping solve your identity theft issues. And all LifeLock plans are backed by the Million Dollar Protection Package. So we'll reimburse you up to the limits of your plan if you lose money due to identity theft. Help protect your information this tax season with LifeLock. Save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com aware. Hey, mamas. Don't forget to check out Mighty Moms. It's our online community built for new moms just like you. Not only can you connect with other moms, but you can also join us backstage for special mom-only online events. And you'll also be notified when we're recording so you can join us as a special guest. Visit our website, newmommymedia.com, and click on the Mighty Moms banner. It's free. That's newmommymedia.com. See you there.